This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Space Cadets, and welcome back to the Space News Pod. Today, we're going to discuss another space hotel, Aurora Station. And before I do that, I want to say thank you to everybody who's subscribed to the podcast, everybody who's been to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash space news pod. Also, anybody who's checked us out on Twitter and any other social media at space news pod. I want to say that I appreciate you guys taking your time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Now, let's get back to the space hotel. Aurora Station plans to become the first hotel in space but how likely is it? You know, how much money do they have? How many people are involved with this process? Is it really going to happen? And they want to do it by 2022. That's only a couple years away. What can guests expect? Well, this is a space station that's going to be 200 miles above Earth's surface. And you're going to be in a structure about the same size as a private jet. And it's not that big if you think about it you'll be able to experience views of the Earth, right? And the Northern and Southern Lights, but it's not gonna be cheap. It's gonna be a 12-day journey, and it's scheduled for 2022 to be in orbit. That doesn't mean that people are gonna get up there right away, but per person, per experience, it's going to be $9.5 million. That's per person for 12 days. And, you know, you have a 12 day journey in this little aircraft, pretty much. And you're going to be scooting around space around the, around the Earth. And um, I'm sure people with claustrophobia aren't going to be able to go because you get stuck in a can uh, for 12 days. I mean, it's bad enough flying from New York to Los Angeles, but let alone, you know, 12 day journey. That's kind of crazy. But the company Aurora says the waiting list is booked nearly seven months ahead. So $9.5 million per person, and they're already booked up for seven months. So Orion Span, that's the firm which is behind Aurora Station, uh, Frank Bunger said, part of our experience is to give people the taste of the life of a professional astronaut, but we expect most guests will be looking out the window, calling everyone they know, and should guests get bored, we have what we call the Holodeck, a virtual reality experience. In it, you can do anything you want. You can float in space, you can walk in the moon, you can play golf. I mean, if I were in space, if I were in a space station, and I was floating 200 miles above Earth, I don't think I'd be thinking about playing golf or walking on the moon virtually. I'd be experiencing something that not many people have ever experienced. So I would take in every single second that I had inside that small space station and I would enjoy the views and uh, I would get a different perspective on humanity than, you know, a virtual reality thing. 
like I'm already in space. I don't need anything better. Like space is good enough for me, but some people might be into that and that's cool. And you can reserve your flight right now by being on the waiting list at orionspan.com. And you can reserve that now through cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum and Litecoin, or you can secure it with US dollars in escrow. So they put $80,000 in. That's what you have to put in $80,000 to reserve your spot, right? So secure and refundable. They say this on their website, US dollar deposits go into escrow and stay there until nine months prior to your launch window. Both US dollar and cryptocurrency deposits are fully refundable at any time. No questions asked. That being said, I'm going to take a moment to pause for the cause, pay a few bills, and I'll be right back with some more news on this space station. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. So if you have 80 grand laying around, go for it. You know, if you think you want to do this, head over to orionspan.com and check it out. Because, I mean, if this is a real thing, if this is going to happen, this is going to be super cool. And I don't doubt that these guys are going to make it happen. And they did a crowdfunding campaign on Seed Invest, and they were trying to raise $2 million. And according to spacenews.com, Though the Seed Invest page for Orion Span has been taken down, um, it was archived and they made a, about $235,700 at the end point of this campaign. So they didn't reach $2 million, but they do have seven months booked in advance. So, you know, somebody who has $80,000 can reserve right now and invest more in the future of this company. And if you do, you get astronaut light which is like an astronaut experience. You don't actually become an astronaut. You know, you don't get have to go through NASA stuff. You don't have to go through all the training like that. But it's sort of like the light version of the International Space Station. Four guests at a time with two staff will sleep in sleeping bags attached to the superstructure. The food will be freeze dried. Then all guests will have to go through a vigorous pre-launch health screening. The journey up there means being subjected to three G's of gravitational force. So you're going to have to do some sort of training to get up there and be in good health in order to do this. And unlike the space station, these guests will have water imported to them and they won't have to recycle their urine, which is pretty great. And they're going to be doing experiments up there, too. They're going to start with a microgravity growing food and things like that, that, like the small experiments that the ISS does. So you kind of get the astronaut experience, but not full blown. 
You know, space tourism isn't new. It began in 2001 when American Dennis Tito paid the Russian space agency about $20 million for a seven-day visit to the ISS. And 10 commercial spaceports are starting to be made in the United States. And where will this thing launch from? How will it launch? And also, where will these, uh, you know, vacationing astronauts come back to Earth? How will you get back? Will there be a capsule? Will you launch from this thing back to Earth on a capsule? And will you land in the ocean? Will you be retrieved from the ocean like a normal astronaut? And at this point, they're probably going to have to partner with somebody like SpaceX or Boeing so they can have a capsule for the crew. And also, how will they get these capsules up there? They're going to have to partner with somebody like SpaceX, ULA or Blue Origin or something of that like to get the capsule up there. So it's going to cost a bunch of money to get people up into space. So the, the plan is to cost $9 million for somebody to go up into space each time there's going to be a capsule of people. And once these crew capsules from SpaceX and um, Boeing get human rated, well, that's going to be a different story. Will they be able to use them just for government purposes or will they be able to use them for commercial space flight as well to fly their own astronauts and also people going to space stations like this? And you also have to think about what does space do to the body? You know, longer exposure to zero G weakens the bones and changes the structure of the eyeball radically enough to affect sight. So guests will have short term effects, but the staff that's, you know, up there all the time, what are going to be the effects on their bodies? How are they going to be trained for this? And also, how long are they going to be allowed to stay up in space, depending on legislation that's going to be passed for this kind of thing in the future? Because we want to be able to protect these people. We don't want them to get sick. We don't want them to be harmed. So how long is a good time for them to be up there? And how much money would it cost to shuttle people back and forth? You know, if you're going to have somebody coming back to Earth, a staff member, you're going to have to send another staff member up. So is it going to be something like they ship up another bunch of people, another four crew or another two crew and four more guests and they kind of switch out and then, you know, four guests come back and two crew come back. Um, is that going to be a thing? You know, do you go up and down? Is I, I'm not sure what the logistics are, but it seems like, you know, those are the things that have to be taken into account because the technology's there. We already have it. We have the ISS. It's already functional. It's already there. Um, but, you know, shuttling people back and forth, you know, that could be really uh, a detriment to somebody's health. And if you do this every 12 days, um, you know, what are going to be the effects on somebody's body and how many people are you going to have to train to be the staff? Now, this brings up another question. Somebody like SpaceX, a company like SpaceX can fly a rocket up, land it. It's going to be cheaper for them to take the same rocket back up to this space station than it would be for them to ditch the, the um, rocket in the ocean and never use it again. So they'll have to use a company like SpaceX or Blue Origin in order to do this, and they'll have to hire them to make sure that these trips are safe, secure, and financially viable. And I'm just throwing questions out there. They wanna do it by 2020, while they have a lot of testing that they need to do in order to get this thing space ready. I mean, it's three years away. I mean, it's 2019 right now, and they want to be in orbit by 2022. They have to do a ton of testing. They have to make sure that all regulatory bodies are in place. And this thing is human rated. It took SpaceX a very, very long time to make sure that their pod is human rated. So the space station, which is the size of a, you know, of a private jet, 
it's pretty big. It has to be human rated or they're not going to be able to launch it. So what do you think about the Aurora Station? Let me know on social media at Space News Pod. Anytime that you want to, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, YouTube, youtube.com slash Space News Pod. Lots of cool space stuff on there. Um, also, twitch.tv slash Space News Pod. And also, if you'd like to contribute, you can go to patreon.com slash Space News Pod. I want to say thank you for giving me your time today. I really do appreciate it. This has been the Space News Pod. My name is Will, and I will see you soon, Space Cadets. Space Cadets.